Hello, wonderful listeners of InBit. I'm your host, Sue Storm, and I'm so happy to have you here with me once again as we navigate the world of kink together. And on this show, I'm going to be going over some of the pitfalls that can happen when you choose to enter into a cuckold relationship. I did a show on cuckolding pitfalls, but it's over eight years old now, and I think it's time we revisited the topic, as times change and so do the challenges we face. And cuckolding, as you've heard me say, has changed quite a bit, and not necessarily for the better. But first, I need to address something just really quickly. I had to temporarily shut down the comments on the Dr. Sue review last week due to some really nasty-ass shit some weak-ass males kept going on about. It seems they don't like my views about African-American men. It seems as though I stepped on their little tiny peepees. Yes, little tiny peepees. And I was getting some really stupid comments about how I should slit my throat and other tasty tidbits, and I got tired of blocking IP addresses and reading hate mail first thing in the morning, or hate comments. So for the time being, due to fragile white males who can't handle my opinion and just move on, and clearly have some sort of sexual issues, otherwise they wouldn't be cruising the internet in search of opinions on BBC within our community, and as such ended up proving my point just by sending me all these bullshit comments, the comments will remain shut down. Now, no one saw them because all comments on both my sites go into moderation before they show on the site. (laughs) Come on, you guys. Not my first rodeo. I've been hacked by Islamic extremists before. I'm not about to let everybody just freely leave comments on my sites. You would be reading so much hate and so much divisive shit aimed at our community. You wouldn't believe it if I did that. The things I discuss about male submissiveness can really trigger some men because it rubs up against their own male programming. Og no like talk about bigger penis than mine. That's why Og have biggest club and wheel in village. But I have to say, um, Og, why are you and your white privileged and quite racist buddies hanging on a BDSM information site dealing with male submission in the first place? I'm just asking for a friend. Anyways, I'm very excited to see all the young people protesting and moving towards change all over the world. God, it's awesome. I just hope the momentum doesn't die down. The only way you can get lasting change is by making people uncomfortable. And oh, are you doing that right now? Congrats to the TikTok community for royally screwing up Trump's Tulsa rally. I've never been so proud of such fuckery in my life. I almost wept. This is how it's done. If we all stand up, they have no choice but to make the changes. But please wear a mask when you go outside. So thank you to those of you who are out there working so hard, because until Black Lives Matter, no lives matter. I'll be right back after this message from the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee. Do you have a pinky pecker? Do you think panties are the perfect penis enhancer? Are you tired of reaching between your legs and grabbing nothing but air? I'm Amelia Devine, owner and CEO of the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, and I'm here to decimate your last ounce of pride by showing off your lack of sexual equipment to the misfit masses that is the internet. Here at the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, we teach you, well, 
more of force you to accept your uselessness by giving you a true and honest opinion of your bite-sized spunk spitter. You have the choices of Tier 1, Public Humiliation, Tier 2, Audio and Public Humiliation, or Tier 3, a full reaction video and public humiliation. Each tier comes with a membership card, social media exposure, and a spot on the IttyBittyClittyCommittee.com gallery. Tier 2 and 3 also get to enjoy exposure on places like Reddit and Pornhub. So go to IttyBittyClittyCommittee.com and show the world what you lack. Yes, yes. So head over to the com and tell Ms. Amelia Divine that the doc sent you and sign up to have your itty bitty exposed. <laughs> yes, yes, here I am rattling my paper. By the way, you guys sent in some more really good questions this month and we'll get to those and some answers to this month's question. Where is the weirdest place you've had sex? And I had a request for a Kevin update from Extreme Cuckolding, which will be at the end of the show. All of that will be at the end of the show. But right now, let's us get all curled up and have a fireside chat about some more fuckery going on, only this time in the alternative lifestyle world of cuckolding. For those of you who don't know, I have been counseling couples in the cuckold lifestyle for over 20 years now, and that's not including my professional dominatrix career, which was earlier. Plus, I have been in a female-led relationship for over 25 years, so I know what works and what can go very wrong. But quickly, what is cuckolding? Cuckolding is a female-led relationship whereby the woman has sex with other men, with her husband's permission and encouragement, and the husband does not have sex with other women. It's an alternative relationship that is an offshoot, or rather kind of bridges the two worlds of swing and BDSM. It takes the male stereotype of male virility being derived by the number of sexual partners he's had, and it turns it around. Thus, for some men, they find this very upsetting because it puts the male in a subservient position. Aww. And because men just can't allow women to have something of their own, something that puts them in any position of power, you will find that much of the essence of true cuckolding, with the female being in charge of the room, has been lost to porn scenarios of submissive women being forcibly raped and abused by alleged alpha males for the husband's perverse pleasure. Which brings up the issue of you boys who say you really want to see your wife pummeled by a huge cock. I have a question for you. Are you a cuckold or a voyeur? And this is a legit question. A voyeur just wants to watch particular sex acts that get his wee-wee all tingly, either knowingly or not knowingly to whomever he's watching. A cuckold is submissive to his wife. So if you're guy number one who wants to see his wife annihilated by a cock, but in no way wants to be submissive to her, I have a question for you. Why do you hate your wife? But if you're truly submissive and know your wife is your queen and you only want to do what makes her happy, now you're a real cuckold. So real simply, is it about your dick or her pleasure? If you think about that, then you'll get it. Okay, so moving on. 
say you're a lucky guy who somehow got your wife to not only consider cuckolding, but actually do it. What could possibly go wrong? And the answer to that would be a shit ton. So let's start with some issues, um, stuff that I'm seeing more and more of, which is number one, number numero uno on my list is the boyfriend approach to cuckolding. So that's where the wife, and I'll preface all of this by saying I refer to the whole hetero setup, you know, when I'm speaking about this. But of course, cuckolding can be done within the LGBT community and is, but I just leave it with that just to make it easier. Okay, so, but I digress. The boyfriend approach is where the wife has usually one lover and he is her boyfriend. They go on dates, he comes over and hangs out around the matrimonial home, the husband is usually placed in a separate room for the duration of the bull's stay, Um, in some cases the cuckold cooks and serves meals for the couple, you know, gets their drinks, and basically serves as the couple's butler. Now, I know some of you boys will be over there doing the homer drool over being able to serve this way, and I get it. But there is a huge danger in playing this type of house. I have dealt with many cases of women leaving the husband for the boyfriend, and that wasn't what the husband originally wanted. I've had men tell me stories of women who just drift away. And it starts with this boyfriend behavior. Then goes to the wife no longer having sex with her husband. Then it goes to her not even really noticing her husband is there. And then she's gone. It's the same pattern. Now listen, the whole point of cuckolding is not to replace the husband. We aren't punishing the husband. This is part of your sex life as a couple. Not one person's sex life and everyone else be damned. Once you stop having sex with your partner, you cease to have a relationship from which to cuckold from. Now, There are extenuating circumstances to that sentence, such as men who have erectile dysfunction. I get that. But look, the whole point of this is for the husband to feel a myriad of things. So this is another reason why you need to have the relationship there for it to be cuckolding. I know there's people who do sideline stuff like, okay, cuckolding online and whatever. It's not true cuckolding. Why? Because you need to have that connection with the woman who's having sex with another man, okay? It can work in a surrogate situation. I'm not saying it can't, but it's not the same feelings that you're going to get unless you're in a relationship with that female. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the same punch. Because for the most part, and the most important part, actually, what he wants to feel is that sting of seeing his wife being sexually satisfied by another man. And if you stop having sex with your partner, you lose that intimacy. You lose that connection. If you lose that connection, then you're no longer in a cuckold relationship because the relationship is already dying on the vine. Now you're just in a DNS relationship and the husband and wife portion dies. Now you can have intimacy without sex, of course. And if your relationship can withstand that, go right ahead. As a matter of fact, that can happen more so in folks beyond the age of 50 who've been together for a long period of time. But I never recommend that a couple stops having sex. Even if the husband thinks it would be a turn-on, it will send your relationship to the slaughterhouse on a slow conveyor belt. 
Remember, this isn't about breaking up the relationship. It's about enhancing it, giving it something extra. Cuckolding isn't meant to be done 24-7, not when done in my common-sense cuckolding way. Now, that's not to say you can't do extreme cuckolding, of course, and if that's what you want as a couple, go for it. But don't say you weren't warned. So I would nix the boyfriend experience myself. Anyways, I'm going to read you an email, which I think this really illustrates it, although it's slightly different, but you'll get my point when we go over it. Um, So I'm going to read you this email. Parts of it I've redacted because they aren't relevant to the conversation today, but it illustrates quite painfully what can go wrong with the boyfriend experience. Okay. Um, This email starts, I've had a desire to be cuckolded for a long time. My wife of eight years and I began discussing it seriously several months ago, and she took her first lover in late February. That's of this year. There's a reason why I'm pointing that out. My proposal was this. I would prefer to watch or participate, but she can have encounters on her own, and I'm okay with her being polyamorous, as in having feelings for another guy. In practice, she only likes to play alone. She has three regular guys she sees often, at least two of which she has feelings for. One is six hours away, and she spent trips of four to seven days at his home. The other closest guy comes to our home two to three nights per week. They play while I wait in another room to go to bed. I've been struggling. Our sex life all but disappeared. And there will never be playing in a group sex situation, as she now says she doesn't want that, unless it does not involve me. I'm at a loss. This is not where I thought we would end up. Fighting, we never did that before. Distant, and no sex. That's sad. This is very sad to me. Okay, so in this case, where did he go wrong from the beginning? He went wrong with the polyamory. Unless you start out in a polyamorous relationship, so you and your husband are are in a polyamorous relationship, then it's not hard to see where this, you know, it's okay to fall in love with someone else, honey, can go horribly wrong. He was probably just trying to make her happy. But you see how fast the the relationship started to crumble. They started this in February, and this was sent to me at the end of May. So let's go back over this, and let's just point out some of the red flags that I have. Okay, so um, my proposal was this. I would prefer to watch or participate. First of all, if you participate, you're not really cuckolding. But she can have encounters on her own. I think what he means by participating is probably just, you know, at least being in the room. But these guys also have a... um group sex background. Because granted, there's a lot you don't know in this and there's a lot you don't need to know because there's a lot of sadness around this that I didn't tell you because it's personal. So, okay. So number one, we've got a problem. I'm okay with her having feelings for another guy. Uh, 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 No way. Unless you are doing a poly relationship, folks. And clearly they weren't. Never. This is, again, I can't emphasize this more. This is not about replacing your husband. Okay? If you want to replace your husband, break up with the man and move on. So, number one, if you're going to allow your wife to have feelings for another person, 
and you weren't originally in a poly relationship? How can you not see where that's all going to go hella wrong? Okay. Again, if we're trying not to replace the husband, a woman having feelings or falling in love with another person is going to not work out well. Now, I get it. Some women really need to have a connection with her lover. That's cool. I get that. But you don't do it by doing the boyfriend experience. You do it through over time getting to know your bull. We don't do it by going on dates. Dates are for your husband. Dates are not for your boyfriend. Because if you have a boyfriend, you have no relationship left. I'm sorry, I will keep saying that till the cows come home. So, and if you're in a polyamorous relationship, by the way, then you're no longer cuckolding because you're in a polyamorous relationship. Okay, so again, none of this is making sense. So it's like she's in a polyamorous relationship, but he's not. So of course that's going to go completely down the fucking skids. Okay, so... She has three regular guys she sees often, at least two of which she has feelings for. (sighs) Ding, ding. One is six hours away and she spent trips of four to seven days at his home. Hell no. Four to seven days with someone equals a relationship being built. Okay. I get that for some couples, the husband paying for them to go away on on a trip together is something that is incredibly hot to you guys. But just because something is hot doesn't mean we do it. That's the shit you leave in fantasy. Because that's the shit that's going to unravel your relationship. Just because it's hot don't mean we do it. Just because you can don't mean you should. All works the same way. And this two to three nights coming over per week, again, he's taking over your matrimonial home. That's not what's supposed to happen. Nay, nay, my friend. Nope. And you waiting in another room to go to bed? Fuck that shit. Okay. You should be in that room watching what's going on. Or at least if you don't want to watch, because there's men who don't, you know, listen in, have the baby monitor going, whatever. But you've got to be part of that in some way, shape or form, because that's the whole basis of why it's being done. So again, if you're being pushed out, we got a problem. I had another gentleman approach me with the same issue. Same issue. It always comes from this boyfriend bullshit. He told me that his wife, again, had a lover and that they are spending an enormous amount of time together. And once again, he gets pushed out the same as this gentleman to where now she doesn't want to have sex with him. Now she's, you know, just it's all about the boyfriend. Well, at this point, your relationship's fried. It's done. I told him that if you don't come out of this, Now, your relationship will be toast in a few weeks. Because there's no respect. Where's the respect for the relationship? Ladies, understand and hear me now, okay? Preach. Put your freaking ear to the goddamn radio right now. Please understand. This is not about you running around and having boyfriends. It's not what this is. You want a boyfriend, break up and leave. And this kind of, this particular behavior, this boyfriend behavior thing leads into another issue. And that is giving up control to the bull. Oh my God, I cannot stress to you how badly we don't do this. 
Okay, this is where cuckolding has started to become completely bastardized. What you see in porn is a lot of women, like I said, being pummeled by cocks. These these husbands wanting to see their wives being, like I said, annihilated by a huge cock. And her being all submissive and, and, you know, being choked and all his other shit. Okay. That's porn. That's entertainment. That's not reality. Reality is the more you let these guys into your life, the more they will disrupt that life. Not all of them, but a lot of them do because a lot of them make it sport. They want to see you break up. They want to take your wife away from you because it's fun. So this is what I'm talking about, the bastardization. So we take something who, that was supposed to be for women, that gives women power in the relationship and in the bedroom. Oh, can't have that. No, no, don't do that. So now we got men coming in and taking over and wanting to completely control your relationship with your husband and all this other bullshit. Because once again, men can't allow women to have anything of their own that gives them any power. So when you combine the voyeur aspect of cuckolding and then this, oh, well, the, the bull gets to make all the decisions bullshit, you will have a problem. Ladies, if you are not in charge in that room, don't do cuckolding. If you can't be in charge of your relationship and guard it as, as fierce as a frickin' mother lion, don't get into cuckolding. Because cuckolding isn't meant to be done 24-7. It's meant to just enhance the relationship. That's it. So, you know, we're not talking every night. We're not talking two and three times a week. We're not even talking once or, at best once or twice a month, if that. Because reality kicks in. And reality is we all have lives outside of our sex lives. So this shouldn't be something that becomes this huge overblown thing unless you two as a couple sit down and discuss this and say, no, we would do better in an extreme situation. The female being, I would have more fun or the male wanting a bit more control whatever it happens to be, or you want it to be a little bit more dominant and submissive as opposed to just cuckolding. That's cool. You do you boo. If it's something you both agree on, but if it's not something you both agree on, it's going to cause a problem. Because as a female, I'm not saying you can't be submissive to that bull in the moment sexually. You can, but you got to be careful of what else is being done. What's being done to your husband? What's being done that could possibly upset him? Remember, we're not replacing him. You're just having fun with this guy as a huge walking, talking sex toy. That's it. He's not meant to be your best friend. (laughs) He's there to fuck you and make you feel good. And then, as I've said many times, bye-bye. Off you go. Where you go. Okay, we're done with you now. Bye-bye. And if that's harsh to you, too bad. Do you think men haven't been doing this for fucking hundreds and hundreds of years? And then when women want to do it, oh, no, 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 can't do that. No, we got to somehow figure out a way to get male control back in there somehow. So that's what this is. So if you're not willing to take control of this relationship and this 
sexual situation, even if you don't want to do a female-led relationship and you just want to occasionally do cuckolding, great. Again, don't replace your husband. You are there to guard your relationship. Numero uno. So we don't give control up to a bull. We give him nothing. Um, something happened over the weekend with a couple. They started, it was their first cuckolding um, experience. I would not be doing it right now in the middle of a pandemic, but call me nutty. I tend to be a little bit realistic that way, but hey, once again, whatever. Okay, so they decide they're going to do this. So they end up with this guy who she thinks is absolutely fantastic. He's, you know, gorgeous, hung like a horse. Okay, fine. He requests. Now, the first experience they wanted to have, they wanted, the wife wanted to have it with the bull alone. Okay, I dig. Sometimes you want to get your feel for things before you introduce your husband to the room. I get that. Again, that's part of that whole feeling the guy out kind of thing. So I get it. Okay, so they get a hotel room. But, okay, the bull had requests. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't have requests. I'm not saying you can't design this your own way. But it's dangerous when you play these games. All right. So what does he request? A spreader bar. Sorry, but for me, that was a huge ding ding. And her phone. All right. Why am I going on and on about this? Okay. Because you're like, what's the big fucking deal? Really simple. You don't know this man. You've never met, you've met him, sorry, excuse me. You've met him once before. They met him once, one time. And it was a car COVID sort of, you know, social distancing thing, which ended up not being a car social distancing thing. thing. It ended up the two of them making out in the car. Again, don't know this man, don't have COVID test for him, but hey, what do I know? Um, Okay, so. She ends up making out with this guy. Everything's wonderful. Oh, great. Now we're going to get together and we're going to do the real deal. Perfect. He makes these requests. (laughs) Um, I talked to her husband and I said, okay, why are you not seeing issues here? Number one, spreader bar. I don't know you from shit. You're not putting a spreader bar anywhere near me because we don't know what this guy's intention is. For all we know, since we don't know him, he could be setting her up the fucking killer. Who did, like, seriously, let's, let's be serious now. That's not me being, you know, all dramatic. This happens more than you know. So, number one, safety, safety, safety. Why would you allow yourself to be in any kind of bondage with someone you don't know? You need to get to know them. However, fine. Spread or bar your life away. That's cool. But now he wants to take her phone away from her. Her link to her husband is being taken away because he wants control. Not a chance, Lance. I am so dominant that, one, you're not going to use a spreader bar on me. I will take the spreader bar and hit you upside the head with it. But, and that's a, you know, if that's what she wants, that's cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not judging that. It's just a dangerous situation when you don't know these people. So to take away her lifeline to you is even more stupid. So now this guy's going to be in charge of her phone, her way of communicating if something goes wrong. 
Sorry, I don't buy it. It's not cool. And it will, again, this is all shit that if you think about it, without your dick involved, it just makes, it's just common sense. Why would you give up this control to someone you don't know? So this guy now has her phone. Now, I happen to know that everything was fine, okay? Everything turned out great. She got fucked like a fucking maniac and everything's great. Okay, wonderful. This guy didn't kill her, thank God. But let's, I mean, let's look at it logically, okay? Could it have happened? Uh Uh-huh. So you got to use your head with this shit. Stop thinking with your dick. You should be just as fiercely protecting your wife as you would your relationship, as much as she should be protecting you and the relationship. You got to use your head with this stuff, guys. So a lot of what I'm pointing out is just common sense. If you give up control to the bull, the bull will take advantage of that in whatever way he decides he's going to do it. So giving up control to anybody other than your wife and your wife giving up control to anybody at all, foolish. Very, 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 very foolish because you will, you will end up down a road you don't want to go. Similar to Chris in, um, in the Extreme Cuckolding show. Chris, you know, let everything go for a shit. She ended up with a boyfriend. She ended up pregnant by him, which was great because she wanted to be pregnant and he couldn't get her pregnant. So that worked out well. However, she now lives with him. Her relationship is gone. Like the, the marriage is over. Um, he no longer has anything to do with them because once again, the, this next update, just in case you're wondering, this isn't Kevin. This is Chris. This is the other guy. He now no longer has anything to do with them. Very rarely. So, you know, there's a cuckold, excuse me, a cuckold relationship gone completely for a fuck. So he's left with his submission and no way to express it. Nice. Don't let your bull get in any way, shape or form in any type of control. Just don't do it. As a woman, I want to see you in that room. I want to see you making the decisions. I want to see you deciding who does who, what, when, where and, and how. You decide how your husband is spoken to. You decide what he is allowed to participate in and what the bull is allowed to do to him, if anything at all. So it just, you know, it all comes right back down to you, darling. You got to take control in this room. That's why. So what's another thing that can happen? Well, another thing that can happen is a man, I would say both men and women fall in this one. So I'm going to start with men and then I'll move to women. Men who can't make up their minds, you're not being honest with yourself. So what happens is you got guys who are watching porn and they're like, ooh, this is really hot. I really want to see my wife take this great big fucking cock. Okay, cool. So you bug her about it. I really want to see you fuck another guy. Please fuck another guy. Come on, fuck another guy for me. Please, 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 please. Begging, 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 begging. And then she decides, well, okay, I will do this for you, honey. Okay, number one, ding, ding, don't ever do something for someone else. You do it for you. So she does this. And then because you weren't thinking with your brain, you were thinking with your dick, you then turn around and pull this, I don't like this. I don't like what you did. You were a fucking whore. Yeah, I'm leaving that lie right there. So you guys have to remember, and, I, I, and you've heard me again say this a billion times. 
A true cuckold is a man with balls of steel, far more than any other man out there. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Come at me. Can't leave comments anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, but it's true. You have to, that's the irony and the, you know, the weirdness about cuckolding, because we look at cuckolds as being such weak individuals, and it is the exact opposite, my friends. You have to have balls of steel to watch your wife do this, to allow it to happen in the first time. And by allow, I don't mean patriarchal. I'm just saying, normally in a hetero monogamous relationship, you don't share your partner in any way. So it's freaky. And then when we, when we add that layer, so you go, okay, well, swing couples do it all the time. Sure, swing couples do it, but the, but the male in the swing couple is usually participating in this in some way. But in cuckolding, he's not. He's letting another man fuck his wife while he just sits there. That's a very weak position to put yourself in. Again, this is why it rubs men usually the wrong way. You have to be honest with yourself and realize. That's why I asked that, that question at the very beginning. Are you a voyeur or are you a cuckold? Because if you think you're a cuckold and you're not, and you push your wife into this situation and then blame her for going through with it to make you happy, you got a problem. And that's not going to end well. I've had women write me in absolute despair because of shit like this. So you need to realize or do some soul searching or some inner work to ask yourself that question. Am I a cuckold or am I a voyeur? Because if you're a voyeur, you're not going to want to see your wife fucked by another man. It's going to freak you out. It, and, and as I've said earlier on in the show, some things are best left as fantasy. If you don't have a strong relationship, and I mean rock solid relationship, cuckolding is not a good idea. Nor is it a good idea to push it on a woman who doesn't want it. Now, here's another one. This is why I'm bringing up women now. Okay, ladies, when your man comes to you with this cuckold stuff, and it's something that you're like, I really don't want to do this, but I guess I'll do it for him. Don't do that. Again, you're not being honest. If this is something that you find abhorrent, and there's a lot of women who do find it disgusting, if you are sitting on the fence and are like, I don't know, you know, then don't do it. Don't do it because your husband is, you know, got a boner for it. That's bullshit. You got to be true to yourself. So if you can't handle this, then don't do it. And gentlemen, if you think you can handle seeing your wife being nailed by another male, that's great. But you really need to make sure that you can handle seeing it because it is not an easy thing to see. And a lot of guys jump back and forth. I want it, but I don't. I want it, but I don't. I want it, but I don't. Are you kidding me? I knew a woman who had that happen to her so many times, it's not funny. She would go and approach a guy and say, okay, I found a guy. And then her husband would go, no. Okay. Then he'd be like, no, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Okay, well, I found a guy and I made out with him. <gasps> you fucking whore. She didn't fuck him, just made out with him. Please, I want you to do it. Please do it. Please do it. Please, I want you to do it. I want you to have sex with him, please. She goes out. She finally does the deed, has sex with him, and he loses his shit on her. 
So guys, this is the reason or one of the main reasons why women hesitate when you say, you know what I'd really like for you to go and fuck another guy? Well, we stand there and go, really? Mm-hmm. So about this fucking another guy thing, what do you really want from this? We don't trust you. And the reason why we don't trust you is because we know you're thinking with your dick. So number one, the first thing that goes through a woman's mind who has never heard of cuckolding and never knew you had these thoughts and you just spew them in her lap, she just sits there and goes, "Mm mm-hmm. So um, what's with this shit? Because it sounds to me like you want to fuck other women and you just want permission for it because I'm out fucking other men. So come on, fess up. What is it? And and to be fair, they have a right to ask that. It, it's a that's a valid question. Again, that goes back to: Are you a voyeur, or do you really, you know, do you want to see this, or do you not want to see it? Do you are you sure? Because you got to be damn sure before you want to go through with this. Because like I said, it will bring up a whole host of shit that you don't even know is there. Most of what I do is helping guys who have been through this situation and they um they run into these feelings and stuff that will come up because you're just no you've never seen this before and you go oh my god i've told you guys the story before about the guy who saw his wife being choked for the first time she loved it he was losing his mind this is the woman he loves of course he doesn't want to see her being choked so these are the things that'll come up and this is why you have to have communication and that's another one not communicating with each other. You have to talk about this a lot. So when you go through an encounter, you have an experience with another male. Now you sit down and you go, okay, how did that work for you? Did it work for you? Is, are you okay? How are we doing? Did you like it? You know, yeah, okay, that's good. Did you like this? No, I really wouldn't want to see that again. Okay, well, maybe we'll not do that again. This is the shit that you do. So if you're not communicating and you're not doing that, then you're going to run into problems. Why? Because when we don't voice things in a relationship, we build resentment. And you don't want resentment. Oh my God, resentment is like cancer to a relationship. Because it sits there and it festers. And it just gets more and more and more and more information coming to it. And it feeds it. And then you're like, yeah, see, it's true. It's true. Like, it's like when you have one negative thought, you will get other negative thoughts to support it. It's just the way our brains work. So you have this one little tiny resentment and then you let it fester and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse until you finally blow up. And then your partner's sitting there going, what the fuck? This is why you have to communicate more so in alternative relationships than in just straight up monogamous hetero relationships. You just do because it's different. It's not what we're used to. You're going against the quote unquote norm. And when we are programmed from childhood, which we all are, it comes up against that programming, especially for men, because again, you are sitting there in a position that you're not used to. You're weak. Because in that position, you're weak. And for men, they're taught not to do that. You are not allowed to be weak. So you can imagine the kind of, you know, there's things that come up. These are just some of the things that come up. So communication, numero uno, you have to talk. You have to have these meetings. 
You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with your partner all the time. Because if you're not, once again, the relationship will fail. Because as I have said, cuckolding will ruin your relationship if it's not done right. So again, try and stay away, especially when you're new. You don't get into the extreme shit. You don't start pulling all these fancy things out of of your little hat. No, keep it simple. This is why I push common sense cuckolding. Keep it simple and you won't have these problems. So, um, yes, 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 we have questions. And some of these questions are really, really good. Now, first of all, you guys wanted, one guy wanted to know about Kevin. So I will give you a quick update on Kevin because Kevin from the Extreme Cuckolding Show, which as you all know, probably one of, if not the most listened to show for all the wrong reasons because you guys (laughs) once again you guys are doing this you know I really love it because it's so hot but uh, some of the guys who are writing me are going it's hot there's no fucking way I could handle it good for you this is how you do this this is how you be honest with yourself I can't handle this shit because what Kevin goes through is very 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 extreme it is the most extreme that, that there is out there. So, okay, what changes have happened with Kevin? Well, not a lot. That's why I'm not really, I don't have a lot to tell you because of COVID. It shut everybody down. Thank God they used their heads and they weren't one of the idiots that are out there still fucking around. And they shut everything down for a while. Plus, she had her baby, which is awesome. Nice, healthy baby boy. And so Kevin is doing a lot of mommy duty and taking care of the baby and whatever. So um, he's doing a lot of that. He's home now. So they still have the little house that they will put him in occasionally to do some, you know, trafficking sort of shit. They're keeping that for later. He's, as far as I know, not working at Taco Bell right now, simply because, again, the COVID thing, she needs him home because she needed help with the baby. So he's really just kind of hanging out there. They only, Sir only just sort of started coming back recently too, because again, we were all on lockdown. So things are just a little bit starting to get back to the way they were. But I don't think it's going to go full on hardcore extreme for another little while. His son, because I know some of you wanted to know what was going on with his son. Yes, it's not a good situation in my opinion. But again, this is extreme, extreme, extreme cuckolding. Ultra extreme. Um, so his son, the last I heard, he is still serving Sir. He is serving other men as well. He is, because I think he's, what, 22, 23, something like that. His, Kevin's wife wants to see him get a vasectomy. So that's on the table now because she doesn't want him breeding more weak males. She doesn't want another generation of weak males. So that's, (laughs) I mean, there's still, there's still a lot of heavy shit on the table, but right now things are kind of quiet. So I don't have any, you know, huge stories to tell you about Kevin, but they're still out there. They're still doing their thing. Now, if you will recall, I wasn't happy with Kevin's wife at first because she was letting the ball drop. Well, it didn't take long for her to realize that she couldn't drop the ball. I mean, she was really good in an FLR. 
but she was dropping the ball where the where sir was concerned in my opinion because she was allowing too much of his access and she actually woke up to that thank god and started limiting access and you know just kind of she's keeping an eye on things more she's more in charge of that portion of it she's always been in charge of the relationship she's got no problem there like for a while this guy was allowed to just, like I said, walk in whenever he wanted, do whatever he wanted, demand sex whenever he wanted. And she was just like, yeah, okay, this is not going to work because you're not doing this. So thank God she woke up. Yay. So that was nice to hear. Okay, so let's move on to some questiones, shall we? Questione, questiones. Okay, okay. Our first question is, what are your feelings on married subs living out their sub life secretly and never discussing it with their wives or partners? Okay. That's a double-edged sword, that one. I am a huge pusher of involving your partner in your kink because so many of you men instantly write off your wives and go, she'll never do it. When in fact, you'd be surprised at what she'll do. Um, so, I would say if you have exhausted the ability to get your wife to play with you, depending on what it is, you, you know, you're going to have to lead a separate life. And for some men, that's just the way it is. If their wives, say, are heavily religious or whatever, and you know that they're not going to end up going down this road, well, okay, then you're going to have to, unfortunately, find, you know, your way around things on your own. Where, for, for the most part, when you're going in for a session, a BDSM session, you're not having sex with the dominatrix. That's not what this is. It's not about prostitution. It's about getting your kinks fulfilled. So for, the, for a lot of kinks, you don't need to worry about the fact that you are cheating because in my opinion, you're not. You are getting that portion of you fulfilled, which it needs to be, it needs to have an outlet because it is an innate part of who you are. So in some instances, you will have to live a double life. That changes when your double life involves any type of forced buy or buy in any way, shape or form. Because once you start having sex with people and sucking their dick and doing whatever, you now involve your wife. People go, oh, I'm not involving my wife. Yes, you are. If you are still having sex with your wife, you have now included her in anything you are doing. So if you are having sex with another male, she's now having sex with that male too, as long as you're fucking him. And he's fucking, or I should say he's fucking you. You're now taking it home to your wife. That's not cool. We don't do that. That's non-consensual. So if she doesn't know what you're doing and you're dragging it home, that's probably the lowest thing you can do. I, I will judge you on that. Damn straight. Because if you're out fucking other people, other men, and I realize you go, yeah, but I'm not having a relationship with them. You know, I'm just, you know, sucking a dick or he's just fucking me because I need it. I, I dig that you need it. But I think if that's where you're sitting, you need to tell your wife and you need to let her go. And move on with your life the way you want it. Because it is not fair. It is not cool. And it, in my opinion, is criminal. 
to go out, have sex with someone, not tell your partner, and then come back and, and have sex with your partner because you are leaving them wide open for a whole heap and helping of fucking shit to go wrong. Physically. Medically. Let alone the betrayal, okay? Let alone the fact that at this point, yes, you are cheating and you are betraying your relationship. And I'm assuming you love this person, which is why you married them. So if you really love them and this is something you really, really want to do, cut them loose. Let her get on with her life. Let her be with someone who she wants to be with and you go out and suck dick. So that's all I can give you on that one. Our next question. Hi, Dr. Sue. Hi. I consider myself straight, but sometimes when I watch porn and I see a pretty black girl sucking a black guy, I wish I was her. I guess I'm submissive. Should I give in like a girl? Okay, and that was from William. Well, William, I have a little bit of an issue with this. And my issue is coming from, should I give in like a girl? Yeah, you rubbed up against me. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Because women are weak? Is that how you view women? That we're all just weak little cocksuckers? Don't do that, William. However, you are still straight. Don't worry. No one's coming for your dick. Um, you can still have all the pussy you want, William. And you can also enjoy what you enjoy. Yes, you have a sexual submissive streak in there. I mean, this is a very small paragraph, so I can't say that you're fully sexually submissive. But from what it sounds like, you probably have a bit of a streak in there. And you put yourself in the position of the female because, wow, it'd be really cool to suck that big, beautiful cock, right? So that's why. My second issue is, what does a color have to do with it? So you got to ask yourself questions like this. So is it just a black girl sucking a black guy's cock? Like, I'm not grasping this. When you're looking at porn, there's all kinds of cock sucking going on. You know, I don't know. I, I, they're just little things like this that you need to ask yourself. Because could it be racism? Might be. Could it just be preference? Could be that too. Don't know. But you need to ask yourself some of these questions. But you are not in any way not heterosexual. You, you can go out and suck a dick and still be hetero. You can get fucked by a man and still be hetero. And yes, I know people will argue that with me. But it's coming not from a place of your sexuality. It's coming from a domination and submission standpoint. You want to submit to that beautiful cock. You want to suck it. You want to know what it's like to have it in your mouth. Oh my God, what would it be like? It's so beautiful and it deserves to be worshipped. That's coming from your submissive side. Because you're not looking at the guy. If you were looking at the guy going, oh my God, he's so hot. I would love to marry him. Oh, I want to kiss him and just, oh. Okay, now we're leaning a little bit more towards gay. So you see how it kind of depends on the context in which you're looking at this stuff. So that's why I'm saying I, I am quite sure that your heterosexuality is fully intact. No one's going to take that from you. Go out and suck a dick if you want to. Go out and try it and see what it's like. Depending on if you're a relationship or not. But I'm just saying, like, if that's something that you want to try, that's fine. If you want to just watch porn and get off on it that way, that's cool too. Called fantasy. It's why we all love it. So enjoy yourself, William. Enjoy what you enjoy. Don't do it with any kind of guilt or anything. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just enjoying your submissive side. That's all. Okay. Our next question comes from Sissy Dennis. Let me start out by thanking you for your programs. They are very entertaining and you give good advice. 
Um, like the one about cutting down on TV news watching. I've done that and my mood has improved. 100% guys, if, especially right now, there is so much going on. Like, we are in past the point of unprecedented times right now. So if you can possibly help it, try to stay away from the news because it becomes overwhelming. So I think it's a good idea for you guys just to, you know, limit yourself, limit to headlines, limit to don't even look if you don't have to, because it's overwhelming and it overwhelms your mind and it will cause you to go into huge depression. So good for you, Dennis, on stopping that because see, your mood's improved. That's awesome. My question is about the fascination of the female bum and the desire to kiss and lick it. Since I became of age and started being interested in things of that nature, I've always been very fond of the female bum. Not what comes out of it, mind you. That's good, Dennis. Um, I'm not into that at all. That's good. Uh, when I think about it, I know it's kind of gross and probably not that healthy for your mouth to touch a bum. But I still like it. I said, sorry, but I still love it. Um, where do you think my love of the female bum comes from? Do you have any suggestion or ideas about it? Okay. To say that I would know exactly where your love of the female butt comes from, I wouldn't know unless we sat down and had a really long talk, Dennis. But mm, you will find that most people are influenced at a very, very young age in many different ways, pop culture being one of them. So it could be a situation where as a kid, you were just exposed to something that triggered you in that moment. And that was going to be your little kink. You were going to love women's asses regardless. It could be pop culture. It could be something you saw. It could be like, it, there's so many different ways or, or sort of, there's so many different inputs that you can get and end up with a kink or a fetish or um, just a love for women's asses. Let's face it, women's asses are hot. They got nice little round, freaking juicy butts. We got nice asses. So women have nice butts. So there's nothing wrong with you enjoying it. We may never know why you enjoy it, but does it matter? I ask you that, Dennis. Does it matter? Does it matter where it came from? Why not just enjoy it? Just lay back and enjoy that ass because that's what it's there for. And as far as licking it, go ahead. You want to worship an ass. Again, that's coming from your submissive side. You're a sissy. So you love the idea of submitting to an ass. So if you think about it, in my opinion, one of the most submissive acts is licking an ass because it's so taboo. So that part of your submission is going to be fed, like that humiliation part of your submission is going to be fed when you're doing that. We obviously want to do that as safely as possible, which is hopefully the female has been cleaned and has had an enema and whatever else so that you can enjoy a hearty ass feast. Other than that, go right ahead and enjoy those asses. Tap that ass, Dennis. Go for it. Okay, uh, next one. I have loved you a lot over the years. Aw, thank you. I love you too. I have a few questions about cuckolding. Um, I trust your views and analysis. I hope it is the appropriate place to ask these questions. Well, darling, I can't think of any other place for you to ask these questions that would be better. So, how widespread do you think the practice of cuckolding is? I know there is a lot more aware awareness about it now, 
But how many people actually do it? Well, we're not going to know that. Okay. So the best way, the best sort of way that I can explain this to you guys is cuckolding right now is huge. Do we know why? No. It just seems to have been a cultural phenomenon that is starting to catch on big time. Now, the problem is we're not going to know numbers. Why don't we know numbers? Well, that's because of the fact that we don't discuss this shit. We're not going out to Starbucks or hanging over the fence and talking to the neighbor and going, so, man, you should have seen the fucking guy that banged my wife last night. We don't do that. So we don't know. I always figure with the amount of people that, that I deal with and the amount of work that I do in this area, I will tell a couple that at least one other couple on your block is doing it, but you're not going to know who they are. Another reason why you don't know who they are is because a lot of times the women don't want other women to know about it because they want the good guys. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought that was the most beautiful thing. They don't want other women to know about it because they want all the good bulls. So they're being selfish and don't want to tell anybody about it. So because we're not talking about it, it seems like, well, is this some sort of weird thing that maybe is just not real? It's real. It's out there. It's happening a lot. Psychology Today has done a couple of um, articles on it and how huge it is. So if it's hitting Psychology Today, you can be rest assured it's starting to get into the mainstream. Um, granted, Psychology Today is just like, not it's just a rag, but if it's hitting that, it's hitting the mainstream a lot. And if you look in some of the other venues, some of the other media venues, you'll find that it's there a lot as well. It's just people don't talk about it. So you're not, you're going to feel like you're alone regardless, unless you can get into, you know, you can get into forums and groups and stuff that make you feel like you're a little bit less freaky. But yes, it is absolutely hugely widespread. We go on. I've heard from so many people that cuckolding is just a fad that will die away soon. It could. Very, that could very well be. Humans are fickle. We don't know what they're going to do next. Okay, seriously, everyone hoarded toilet paper for an upper respiratory virus. Could cuckolding die out? Of course. Considering most of the cuckolding is being practiced in the US, Canada, Western Europe countries, Scandinavia, but not so much outside of the West, it does seem like a white people's fad, like $25 kale. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best fucking line ever. Um, do you think that the rise of FLRs and cuckolding will have an impact on our society, culture, and politics? I read a story about Republican politicians in Florida enjoying cuckolding with a black lawman. It seems like Republicans are, practic are practicing liberal and feminist lifestyles, but that is not reflecting in the policies they support and put forward. Duh. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Seriously, dude. You're expecting... You do realize that the right are the most hypocritical on this planet. Every sex worker will tell you, they're hypocritical. Look at, okay. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Look up what happened to Lindsey Graham recently. Okay. Was she known as Miss, Miss G? Anyways, she does the whole, f she, <laughs> sorry, Lindsey. Um, not sorry, because you're an ass. Um, Lindsey, <laughs> Lindsey Graham, who obviously we know is a U.S. Senator. Um, 
has been recently outed by sex workers that he used to visit, or maybe still does. And he does the whole feminization thing from the sounds of it. Yes, they're hypocritical. Welcome to the world. There is no more hypocritical bullshit than in politics, my friends. That's the reason why smart people don't pick a side. Smart people don't pick a side. Why? Because smart people know that it's based on your opinion and, and research on the person who is running. But too many people just, you know, well, my daddy did it. So, you know, and his daddy did it. My daddy, you know, voted Republican. His daddy voted Republican. So I'm going to vote Republican. (sighs) That's why. They don't even know why they're voting Republican. So the hypocrisy is real. We know that. We know that that the hypocrisy is real in both um, politics and religion. That's another one. You will find the religious right is huge into the sex world. They just don't want you to know that. But we know because we keep all of your secrets. I'll I'll tell you something, though. I will tell you where cuckolding is really gaining a hold. And you would be shocked, which is India. I have worked with Indian couples for a lot, several years, many years, probably within the last 10 years. India, and and think about it. You got to be really quiet there. The women there are waking up to this and loving every minute of it. So it's there. Don't worry, it's there. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's going to be similar to swing. It will just become kind of a natural, meh, sort of a thing. I don't think it's going to, you know, will it fade totally away? No. You'll probably stop hearing about it because it will become kind of mainstream and nobody cares. It's like, oh, do you swing? Nobody gives a shit, right? Things become so mainstream that nobody cares. That would be more what I would think would happen. Is it a white people's fad? I think so. I agree with you on that one. I, I think it's, I don't think it's a fad, but I think it's a white people thing. And actually, let me qualify that. I should say that it's a white people thing primarily. I mean, obviously, I just told you there's a tons of people in India that are doing, doing this. So could it be a, could it be a kale thing? I don't know. Could it be an avocado toast thing? I don't know. Could it be a pumpkin spice thing? Pumpkin spice comes back every year. And we know how whites love their pumpkin spice. So. I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. Honestly, I don't see it going anywhere. I just see it just, you know, kind of dying down, but everybody's still playing and having fun and any, it's going to stick around as long as swings around. So I think it's just that it's bubbled up to the surface as many fetishes have bubbled up to the surface recently. And you'll find that happens when, when people are stressed and people are stressed the world over. So you're seeing an increase in some very nasty fetishes and shit that are coming out. So, and that's, that's what that's from. So do I, do I think cuckolding's going anywhere? No. Do I think it's widespread? Hella yes. It's everywhere. Is it a white people thing? Yep. Just is what I, and I don't know why. It's just some weird phenomenon that, you know, white men seem to want to be inferior. Not to women per se, but want to be inferior in that moment to whatever male is in front of them. And for a lot of men, it's African-American males. Race plays an issue in this. It always will. You know, as far as is, is this got to do with politics and culture and whatever? It's got to do with culture, yeah. Politics, no. There's just typical hypocrisy. That's all that is. Okay, Dave writes in, I've had fantasies about chastity and femdom for years. My wife is aware but completely uninterested in playing along. For me, it's the physical control that is alluring. So mental fantasy doesn't scratch the itch. 
what practical suggestions do you have for lifestyle changes that could allow us, allow both of us to be satisfied? Because, Dave, I don't know how you approached her with it, but you dumped it on her and she probably doesn't get what it is. A lot of women, when you dump anything femdom or chastity or anything where they're in, you know, heavy power, women freak out. Why? Because number one, now you're going against our programming. Because remember, we raise all our little boys to be strapping men, strapping alpha boys, regardless of how they feel or whatever. We raise them to be these strapping alpha boys. You cannot be weak. You cannot show any sign of weakness whatsoever. Otherwise, you are a quote unquote wimp. Well, with our ladies, we do the same thing. We raise our girls to be submissive little kittens. Shut up. Do what you're told. You know, speak when spoken to. Do the same bullshit. So, because we still live in a Puritan, Puritan society. So, because of that, when we're, when we're doing things and we're reversing roles, women will look at anything as far as female domination is concerned from a very negative standpoint based on what they've seen, you know, in the media and whatever. So, when you say dominatrix, the first thing that comes to mind in the average female is leather whips, chains, and being very masculine. And women don't like that, but they don't realize that that's not what it is. It can be if you want it to be. But for the most part, when you're playing within couples, it has nothing to do with that, but they don't get that. So what you've probably done is you've gone, I'd really like to do X, Y, and Z. I'd really like it if you could do this or do that. Some women, and and let's, before I get into that, when you dump something on a woman and she doesn't know what it is, her initial reaction is going to be putting shields up. What the fuck is this? So you're coming from a negative point of view right from the beginning when you spew in in someone's lap when they don't know what something is. They fear it. We fear things we don't understand and don't know. So I'm thinking that what would be better would be what I do, which is I get my couples to start playing role play games in the bedroom. That gives her a chance to have fun, but play with power. Because again, women don't understand that it has more to do with sensuality and seduction than it does, you know, standing there with a whip in your hand. So if we show her that, if we show her that this can be fun, then they're more likely to gravitate towards it, which is why I don't recommend that men sit down and go, honey, I'd like for you to do X, Y, and Z, because they overthink it, they freak out, you know, oh my God, what the, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't even know what this is. How the fuck do I do it? it? Just And our minds just don't stop. It's just like chatter, chatter, chatter. In your case, what I would suggest you do is try role plays. So you're going to start off by doing something simple like putting her in positions of power, as you've heard me say on other shows, cop prisoner. Now, what if you've never done role plays in the bedroom or played fun like, like this, you may have to do that first. Okay, so we're not just going, here, you're a cop. Show her what you want. So you do that by being alpha. And I know you submissive guys are going, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Okay, I get it. But you still got to play the game to get where you want to go. So we start off, take our cop and prisoner, for example. So you're going to be the cop and she's going to be the prisoner and you're going to tie her up and you're going to do all kinds of things to her that make her feel good. And then the next night, you're going to turn around and you're going to go, okay, now you do me. And we're going to see how she does. 
How does she pick up on this? The thing is, if you show them that it can be fun, number one, and number two, that what you want is turning you on. Now, you can sit there and go, this really turns me on. means nothing. They want to see it. So if she's seeing that her power over you is turning you on, she's more likely to do it. So now we're going to lean on that programming. We're good little girls. We want to see our partners happy. And that's true of anybody, basically more so women. But I'm just saying in a relationship, we want our partner to be happy. We want our partner to be fulfilled. And we want to be the ones that are making them feel that way, which is great. So leaning on that, that's why we start playing games in the bedroom. So you start with role play, see how she does, if she's enjoying it. Now, if, so for example, with chastity, chastity is going to be a little bit tougher for you to break into with her because she's not grasping why. So again, what you want to do is let her feel a little bit of that power with the role play and then show her how she can do chastity. Like don't pull a device out because that's too heavy. You can create little tasks that she gives you such as, okay, now you can't touch yourself for three days. No masturbation, no nothing. So you're kind of doing chastity, kind of not. And you're suggesting things to her. And again, you can do this with her in reverse. Show her what you want. If you want chastity on you, tell her, okay, we're going to play a game today and you aren't allowed to have an orgasm for a week. Now, I don't know what your sex life's like. You got to kind of, it's going to be dependent on how you guys play. You can do the same thing to her that you want done to you in order to show her what you're doing. See what I mean? So my best guess, as far as you guys are concerned, would be to start off slow and maneuver it in such a way that it's not geared towards your kinks. So we're going to do the role play, but you're going to do it not like, okay, well, you know how I really like chastity and I really want you to take control? Okay, so you're going to be a cop. No, don't do that. Okay, now she's going to be like, oh, there's that fucking shit again. Mm -mm. Remove your kinks from this. We're doing this somewhat under her radar. Pull your kink out. Don't refer to it. Don't discuss any of it. Just start playing and play acting and see how she does. Because for many women, once they realize that it's not a big heavy thing, that it's actually fun to take control and have some fun with you from time to time doing that, they will do it naturally on their own. But if you, you know, shove it in their face and they don't know what it means or how to do it or what's going on, she's not going to want to do it. She's going to think it's stupid. That's where you're getting that reaction from. So again, if anybody, any of you guys out there listening, if you want your wife to play with you in a kinky way, play with her in a kinky way first through role plays. Let her see that domination is not scary. It does not mean that you're standing there with a whip in your hand. You're actually having seductive play moments. If you do that, you will have more success. I'm not going to say it's going to be 100% successful because in the end, she may turn out and just go, I don't like any of this. And that's fair. 
we can't expect our partners to instantly get into the same things we're into because we're individuals. She may never get into it and you have to decide where your line in the sand is. So this may be one of those instances where if she's not going to do it, you may have to do the double life thing where you go and serve a professional dominatrix once a month or whatever just to get your kink fulfilled. Because like you said, fantasy isn't cutting it. We got to try and get this, you know, itch scratched. So if she's not willing to do this, then yeah, you're kind of stuck. You're going to have to go outside. It sucks. I would rather you didn't. But she has every right to say no. So you got to kind of be ready for that. That if, if in the end she's like, this is stupid, I'm not doing this. That's her answer. Take it. And then figure out how you're going to, you know, move forward with it. And what else have we got here? Butterball Girl writes, I'm in an FLR um, and service my wife orally. She's not interested in bringing in other men, despite my less than one inch dick. Anything else I can do to service her sexually? Oh my God, of course there is. Okay, so number one in this situation, Butterball, because you are in an FLR already and you serve your wife, What's the first thing we do when we want to service someone more? You talk to your wife, dude. <laughs> She's the one in charge. If you want to do more, if you want to serve her more sexually, go to her and say, what else can I do? My tiny little skin tag dick is just not going to cut it. It's certainly not going to penetrate you. Yes, I'm serving you orally, but... It doesn't seem enough for me or it doesn't seem enough for you either. You know, what about if we started playing with a nice big dildo for you? Or what if we, you know, you, you don't have to bring another human being into it. So you got to be willing to compromise. So if she doesn't want another human being around, well, that's what toys are for. So you can fuck her with that nice big dildo and she'll feel it just as, you know, just as nicely. and. It allows you to be able to still be in the driver's seat as far as pleasing her is concerned. Honestly, that's what I would do, Butterball. I would make sure that you bring up, number one, you don't feel she's sexually satisfied. And yes, you understand that she's not really digging on screwing other guys. That's cool. But that you feel she is unhappy or not that you aren't doing enough so what can I do to make your life better? It's that simple. If you want something, if you want to please your wife more, ask her how. You're not a mind reader. That's the best way to do it. You want to know how to do something better, especially in an FLR, you go to your leader and say, dear leader, how do I make you happier? It's that simple, Butterball. And what else have we got? Okay, this one's a little long. Um, this is one of the ones where I, this is why I was throwing out questions. Like if you have a question about how I run my relationship, go right ahead and ask me. This is sort of what he's done. Um, hope you're doing good. First of all, I would like to say you did a good job here as a fetish educator with your podcast platform. Okay, so this is coming from someone from another country. So if it seems disjointed, that's why. It's just 
the English is just disjointed. It's okay. I would like to suggest an article or, if possible, a podcast about female-led relationships. I know there's an episode called Chastity and Female Relationships, but it had very little about FLR. I suggest that you go deep. He wants me to go deep into FLR. Suffice it to say, he wants to see how it is that FLRs work in the real world, as opposed to the shit that you see online. And he wants to know about my relationship in particular, because we've been doing it for so long, which is fair. You know, how how is our daily life, how it's changed the relationship? Well, first of all, we've been doing it from day one. So it hasn't really changed the relationship per se. It's just the way we've worked it. Now, we have had moments where we have flipped the script. And he has taken over certain things. And when he takes over stuff, it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, it just it works better for us if I handle everything because he just bungles it. So but when you go, OK, well, what is an FLR? Does it mean that this man is like on his knees crawling around the floor? Fuck no. So what I'm saying, you guys, you guys get way too involved in this whole porn thing that you see online or this way that you have in your head that things are. Um, so what do we do? I control the money. I control what we do. Everything goes through me first. It's not something where, you know, that's what I mean. Like, I think you guys get it in your head that this is, you know, some guy is in a collar and on a leash 24-7. That's not how this works. If you were to come in, you don't see anything abnormal in our relationship. We just look like we have a regular relationship. This is another reason why people who are in cuckold relationships, you can't tell who they are because it's just a part of who we are. It's not who we are. It's not, you know, female-led is not the entirety of our relationship. It is just a functioning of it that works for us. He is not in any form of chastity. I, he doesn't need to be. He is incredibly attentive. And, you know, I'm not standing there like a battle axe giving him orders. He naturally does stuff for me all the time. Like, I mean, running and getting my water or running and doing that. Like, I don't even have to say it. He runs and does it. Now, that sounds like, oh, my God, you've cracked the whip for so long. No, that's not what that is. He naturally wants to please me. It's part of who he is. I call these, I call guys like him chore horse. <laughs> He's like, what can I do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? Okay. So, what you? so it's like, they just want to please you. They just want to make everything happy. And, and it makes him happy to do that. So instead of it looking like, and this is why I tell guys, okay, are you a voyeur? Are you just looking at this as porn? Or is this really who you are? Because for him, for my husband, it's a natural part of who he is. He's happy if he's making me happy in some way. Not, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I said, it could be running and grabbing my water. Doesn't matter. That makes him happy. So you see how the difference is I'm not standing over him going, oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z. That's not how it works. It's just a natural flow because that's how he's happiest. And although we've tried it opposite, it doesn't work well. So we just know that this for us works. He's, you know, that's what I mean. Like other than our cuckolding experiences, which happen 
Well, right now they don't. But if we weren't dealing with the vid or the Rona, would be like maybe a couple times a month. So it's it's not a 24-hour thing. I don't sit and, you know, lord over him. I just run everything. That's all. He goes to work. He comes home. <laughs> you know, occasionally other guys come in and fuck me because it's something we enjoy. And he enjoys. And other than that, you don't notice anything. It's just simply him deferring everything to me. So, okay, we're going to go out for dinner tonight. Where do you want to go? Then and understand there's times where I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't want to make the decision. But if I, <laughs> if I, <laughs> I've learned the hard way, if I just let that go, everything goes for shit. So, or I go to a restaurant I hate. So it's just, <laughs> it's just easier to have it flow that way. So you can go as hard as you want with FLR or as light as you want. As far as I'm concerned, we do FLR light. We do cuckold light. I think these people, I mean, everybody gets these ideas that my poor little husband is <laughs> dressed in leather and on a leash. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I, it would be funny to see that, actually. <laughs> have I put him on a leash? Yes, I have, but it has been in... A cuckold situation it is it had to do with the sex in that moment but it's not like you know he walks in the door and just rolls over and bears his belly and it's like you know yeah i'm just completely weak now no i mean he has his i call them boy chores there's things that i will not do i'm not gonna mow the lawn go mow the lawn i'm not gonna do that it's a boy chore <laughs> go do your boy chore but when it comes to cleaning inside the house Oh, no, that's me because I'm a type A personality and nobody cleans like me. So <laughs> I don't allow it. There's just, this, it just depends on the person. Now there's, you can also turn around and train your husband if you want him to do the cleaning the way you want. That's great. But I'm unfortunately dealing with a male who <laughs> no matter, no matter what you tell him as far as cleaning is concerned, he will half-ass it every time and I can't deal. So you also have to recognize that there is some shit you can't change. So that's one of them. He just don't clean where there's shit. So I will do all the cleaning. But it's just, like I said, it depends on how you want to arrange it for you. And I think that's the reason why it's hard to sit down and do an entire show on FLR because there's so many different ways that you can run it. You are literally just sitting down and figuring out what flows for you as a couple. So, you know, if chastity is something that you want and you want to try it, go ahead and do it. If not, don't do it. This is what I mean. There's no hard and fast rules other than you should be guarding your relationship. That's it. Female-led relationships, everybody's, oh, it's the way to go. Only for certain couples. For other couples, women don't want that. They don't want the responsibility. And there's lots of times I don't. There's lots of times where I'm like, oh, God, I would just love to, you know, you do it for once. But I know that if I do that, it's going to not work out well. It's just easier for me to do the decisions and do the research and do whatever needs to be done handle all the money, make sure everything's paid, make sure everything goes smooth. And that's it. 
there, like I said, there's no hard and fast rules. So it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, yes, you should do X, Y, and Z, because that's not true. If you can make FLR work for you, that's great. You know, it's simply her, you decide as a couple what is going to work for you, who handles what. And usually it's a natural thing, just like I said with my husband, to defer everything. He doesn't want the responsibility. He knows that I will handle it better. So why wouldn't I do that? But we have other things we need to get to. Where's the weirdest place you've had sex? Well, for Tom, it was in a car parked at the end of an active airport runway in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. You naughty boy. <laughs> parked at the end of a runway. Okay. <laughs> Just picturing a car at the end of the runway with this, like, jet coming right for you. Now. <laughs> I'm just like, hmm. That would definitely give you a tone of fear. And we all know fear and eroticism run hand in hand for, you know, a lot of times. But I don't know. So I'd want to see, like, planes coming at me. <laughs> I'd be scared they'd hit the car. <laughs> Oof. So, yeah, that's that's dangerous, man. You, that's danger dog. So Tom gets the danger award. Now, Dwayne, on the other hand, Dwayne, you're such a slut. This is why we love you. Dwayne had sex on a sepulcher in a mausoleum while a funeral was going on three plots down. It said, we started first, and then they came, and then we did. Oh, Dwayne, you're such a slut, but I actually really like this one. I really like this one. <laughs> I'm a big fucking in graveyard person, but that's because I'm weird. But I, just, I, I think this is... <laughs> hysterical okay so you're fucking in a mausoleum that's awesome especially when there's you know the funeral going on okay um let's see kitty said i was saying good night to my girlfriend we were in the ground floor hallway of her parents place right outside her brother's bedroom he was sleeping at the time that you know of um before i knew it we were naked on the tile floor going at it while occasionally kicking his door by accident. The parents or her brother could have discovered us at any point during this spontaneous moment. And I got news for you. Her brother probably was awake and listening through the door. And probably beaten one off while he did. Well done, Kitty. Gotta do it when you feel the moment. Now, Victor, on the other hand, Victor said he did it in a phone box while licking his goddess to an orgasm. Well, Victor, I got to give you props and cuterinos on the fact that you were able to do it in such a small fucking space. Jesus Christ. So well done, because call boxes are small. What few there are left in the world. I'm sure there's some more in London than there is here. But hey. Guess there's going to be no more call box fun since they keep removing them. Oh, well, at least you have the memory. <laughs> Thank you so much to all of you who wrote in both your confessions and your questions and definitely keep them coming. I love your questions and I love answering them. 
So head to InBedWithDrSue.com, click on Contact, and you'll see the drop-down where it says Kinky Questions, and all you have to do is fill out the quick little form. Same with your confessions. It's 100% anonymous, and the question for the next show is, if you think you have an unusual fetish, I want to hear about it. So what is your unusual fetish? Because I love, truly love hearing about unique kinks and fetishes. So if you think yours is strange and unusual, then let me know what it is for the next show, which will be dropping Tuesday, July 21st. All you sissies out there, be sure to hit up the sissywhisperer.com for the latest from Ms. Amelia Divine. This month's show is Sissy Sex and Gay Sex, Are They the Same? Hmm. So pop over to the sissywhisperer.com and find out the answer. If you haven't already, be sure to hit up the DrSueReview.com and get your kinky read on. Comments are closed down, but you can always email me with your comments. Some of the articles you may have missed are, Can You Like a Kink and Hate It Too? What If Men End Up Under the Thumb of Women? And Can I Trust an Online Dom? That's the DrSueReview.com for all your kinky reading pleasure. So until next time, be kind to one another. Support the protests, wear your masks, but most importantly, be happy. I'll see you on July 21st. Thanks for listening.